finally delivering on our a long-awaited promise of having this uh, nutrition talk. I agree. We have uh, our guest here, our second guest ever, Paul. Hey. So, Paul, tell us, who are you and why are you here? <laughs> well, I know I know Lincoln and, and Andrew through my buddy Wilson. I went to school with Wilson. Um, yeah, we went to university together. So, so he kind of brought me on board when you guys started playing volleyball. And... Um, you know, I and I enjoyed it, and it's it's um, it's been like what three four years seasons since, since, you know, since we really time played flies, with each other. Has it been longer than that? Yeah, I, I think it's been like yeah four years. Yeah, yeah give or take. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just gotta check like how many deposits I made to Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> then I'll be able to. We're to the means, man. Right we now. only deal in cash. Yeah. So, you know, there's no paper trails. It's just, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> true. True enough. True enough. I mean, that's that's the way to do it. <laughs> well, cool, man. We're we're happy to have you here. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm I'm actually very excited to to be here. I mean, when you guys, uh, you know, you know, pitched it to me, um, I I was yeah, I was on board. I was 100. percent When you say the word pitch, you make it seem like it's some sort of professional operation. So thank, <laughs> no, thank not you at all. For that vote of confidence. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're a friend of the show. Yeah. It's clearly you're one of our uh, yeah. frequent listeners, always on top, giving us like awesome feedback. Yeah, you know, Much I've been listening, and and I think it's it's great what you guys been starting. I mean, you know, you know, it's uh, you know, it's I've seen that you guys had a ton of views or or a ton of like listeners listening in already um, that might be and, a little stretch <laughs> <laughs> but you know i'm not to say i'm maybe i'm forecasting i'm forecasting the future but like you know it's you know i've i've on board with with your podcast and this is my first podcast ever that i've been listening to i, I never oh, I, don't really, shit. I don't really have a podcast background okay right i never yeah, yeah, yeah. so 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 now getting into it you know i found it very interesting is this really um you know for for, for getting knowledge and, and um, you know, I feel like, you know, the fact that I'm in, I feel like you guys started like a kind of a movement, right? So, and, and I'm sure maybe other listeners feel feel like it's that way, right? So, I don't know if you guys heard anything, any feedback like, like, like that well. or... This is some crazy compliments you're giving us over I'm starting to feel good and I don't know if I should right now. Yeah. I feel like some sort of martyr. I didn't yeah. have to die <laughs> to make this happen. So. Well, well, you know what? I mean, that's that's just me, right? That's just my, Yo, Mr. my whole thing, right? Yeah, Mr. I, Positivity here. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I, it, it's just funny how 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 I, you know, I, I got that name in. And, you know, I, I you know people have said, like, positivity. And I, I find that very interesting. And, you know, a funny one, you know, I heard the other, uh, heard the other day was, uh, um, you know, that the fact that, you know, um, I'm, I'm always the first to apologize, <laughs> and just kind of just just that, that ring over the the, the whole thing kind of it's, uh, it's it's funny. <laughs> Saying sorry is hard, man. Yeah, first step. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I see what you're saying. I think that's what we want to do. Yes. Yeah. For myself, that's how I got into like listening to podcasts a lot. Started oh, with you know, listen. On my drives, you know, after listening to music for a while, you get kind of bored, especially what's being played out. And then at the same time, you're just listening. Or for me, I was just listening to the same stuff over and over again. Yeah. So it went from like what CBC radio, and then it kind of transitioned over to listening to it at work. And then podcast just allows you to have like you know your freedom to pick topics that interest you, right? Versus having to listen to whatever is 
CBC is gonna, you know, put on the air. But at the yeah. same time, it's good and bad. Uh, yeah. I have a similar story. I'm not even gonna repeat most of that. Yeah. So similar, yeah. similar origins to my podcast listening. Yeah. Um, the thing is, you get so much good variety from it. There's ones that I listen to from an educational standpoint. Yeah. And I listen to like some that are pure foolishness. So I mean, I listen yeah. to, to Bill Burr or some other comedy podcasts. But I also listen to like current events podcasts. Joe Rogan, who's a, a mix of kind of both, he brings on like experts and scientists, but he's also a comedian, yeah. so he brings on his comedian buddies, and he has like a mix of both. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm all in into podcasts. The podcasts are pretty much how cheap. many how many podcasts do you think like sprung out just from like Joe Rogan and stuff? Because he tells all his guests, you should do a podcast. And right. next thing I know, Hannibal Burris has one, Russell Brand has one, mm-hmm. and look at us now. Right, almost everyone he brings on has a podcast. Yeah. So. You never know, I might just have my own podcast after this. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to do that. You gotta give us a cut. <laughs> it's gotta be produced under the LA Podcast yeah, Production. Right, team. right. And, and yeah, and, and I kind of just wanna, um, you know, back to Lincoln's point of, of how you started listening. You know, me and myself, I've been listening to, to audiobooks on, on, in the car. And because I'm, I'm always on the road for work and, you know, I'm. I get bored of the radio. You know, there's only so much songs you can listen to. You know, a yeah. hundred times over in in like a week. So you know, I you know, so I, I try to substitute that with with audiobooks. Uh, again, from an educational uh, standpoint, you know, uh, things that are related to um, you know business or, or uh, uh, self development books or 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 books from famous people. Have you ever considered, like, ever thought, looking back, I always kind of laughed at, you know, people that were reading these nutrition books and always, like, reading these, you know, self-improvement books. But as I got older, I find myself reading a lot of those stuff, too. Like, more recently, the last two years, I say, like, nutrition and then also, like, you know, other social aspect kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel the same way, like, growing up. Like what's nutrition? Now, I grew up in a Chinese family. My, I grew up eating frozen dinners, McDonald's, instant noodles. You know, I knew nothing about nutrition. My parents didn't know anything about nutrition. So growing up, you know, I see books all the time everywhere on the at the checkout line, the grocery store, yeah. at the library, and you don't think twice about even touching that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And, that's that's due to like most people now nowadays. There's so much information out there yeah. that uh, it's readily available that you can learn something. Now, whether what you learn is true or false, that's another story altogether. Yeah. But back in the day, when we were all in like high school and university, like, we didn't know yeah. anything, yeah. right? Whatever was yeah. cheap and available is what we consumed, exactly. And our bodies didn't really get affected by it. Like, yeah. We, yeah. We, had the crazy metabolism back in the day. KFC, Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah, Dollar Big Macs. Yeah, you used to yeah. kill. You used to kill like yeah. Tuesday Tuesday, and then That's go right. hit up with a Big Mac. That's right. I had my I had my set week of, of meals I would go to or, or stores for these deals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and um, actually, uh, what what did I want to say? Um, you know, I I think you know back in the day, it's only fair that we we didn't have that nutrition. Uh, influence because if you look fast forward like 20 years later 25 years later look how much um, look how much influence there is now everywhere you go people are eating healthier people 
are dying. People are dying more. Yeah. And and there's different streams of it now, right? right? You hear all sorts of streams, you know, either the uh, the, the fasting or the you know things yeah. like that. Something we can get into uh, on on this podcast as well, right? Yeah, I think so, like the three of us have different approaches. I think uh, I know your approach is different from how I do the way I eat or the kind of food I'm intaking right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say, you know, Andrew and I are along the same path. Right. Similar, not 100% the same, but, yeah. you know, we, we kind of believe in a lot of the pr- same principles mm-hmm. versus, you know, yeah. discussing with you. you. You yourself have, you know, your, you know, your ideas or where, whatever. You're, yep. re- clearly yep. it's worked for you because, you know, yeah. you're... Yeah. You're not overweight. You yeah. look like you're you're pretty healthy. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Right. It's, it's really about how you feel, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. It's not even always about just looks and weight, right? But how you feel day to day or within the day. Mm-hmm. So while there's all these you know conflicting diet ideas or routines, do whatever makes you feel good, right? That's yeah. the principle behind it. So if if someone loves being a vegetarian. And they find that that works for them day yeah, to day. That's right. And that's fine for them. So it's, it wouldn't be fine for me, you know. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I like agree. I said, everyone's got different body types. Like even, you know, I I can admit at the beginning when I first read, you know, my you know first nutrition book, I was kind of preaching this idea to other people. But like the more you read about it, items, it kind of contradicts. But so like you said, you got to kind of test it on yourself and see what works for you, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, in general, like when you mentioned vegetarian, so a lot of people that are vegetarians, I would say, are pretty health conscious to begin with. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, the egg and chicken, right? Which came first, you know, the idea of, you know, you got to be a person that wants to be healthy to start doing, to start having a vegetarian diet. That's why it creates that kind of like healthy outcome, right? You, you feel healthier, you feel better, but at the same time, it's because you're, consciously cutting out all the sh- you know shit that you're eating in the past right you're not eating like you're not hitting up mcdonald's at 11 p.m right 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 and i think you know vegetarianism um, certainly is one of those options where you're thinking you're thinking healthy um what you're eating may not bring you all the way to a healthier lifestyle mm-hmm. um but your 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 heart is in the right place your your thoughts in the right place just some knowledge might be missing um, in order to bring you to a healthier um, mindset. Yeah, yeah, and that's right. And it all starts with, you know, a thought, and perhaps there's a purpose behind that thought, right? What's what's triggering you to to become vegetarian? What's triggering to to eat more healthier, to lose weight, uh, so on and so forth, right? So so yeah, everyone has their own story, and and you know, if anyone of you guys want to want to start first on, on how you guys really uh, talk yeah. about what you guys did and yeah i don't want to be a hair you know like i don't want you guys to think we're just gonna shit on vegetarian mm-hmm. all you know throughout this whole podcast but really it's more i think there's some some points that the three of us can agree with and i think you as a listener will agree with as well such as uh the sugar intake right I think that's a good spot to go right and i think i can lead that into like my own personal mm-hmm. story about how i decided to get on this whole <clears throat> nutrition and diet train so um about a couple years ago i think um i was really uh on an intense work project so uh i think i referenced it in the earlier episode i work on 
international business. So I'm expected to be available to work anywhere between like 7 a.m. until like 10 p.m. So I have some meetings that are late at night. So um, part of my goal during those days is eat or make food as quickly as possible. Um, and not really pay attention to anything else. It's, it's about speed. And at night, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a morning person, I'm a night owl, so um, may not get a chance to work out because your main priority is getting work done and going home and getting available to work. So uh, it, was, it was a perfect storm. I know I'm making excuses for, for my, myself during that time. Um, but I was studying for certifications. I was doing all, all my work during the day. I wasn't working out. I was eating a lot of like pasta and rice because it's easy right yeah you, right. you throw some rice in the rice cooker or you throw some pasta in a pot and boil it dump some sauce from a jar on top of it and you're done right um the end result was for me i ended up at around 200 pounds Shit. which is heavy which is heavy for me yeah like um may not be he- like I'm, I'm a tall guy mm-hmm. may not be heavy for other people but it was 200 pounds and a lot of, a lot of that added weight was around was the, the wrong weight mm-hmm. so when I went from like maybe in the 180s until to like 190, I'm like, oh, I'm 190, right? I mean, yeah. it doesn't really shock you until like you see that first digit flip over to another digit. Yeah, right, right, right. Right, and I think that's what triggered it for me. And it wasn't only like the weight thing; it was like the energy levels too, right? I would have my breakfast in the morning, and then I'd feel it crashing by like mid afternoon. I need a nap in the afternoon. Yeah, and I just thought that. You know, energy levels. I wasn't moving the way I wanted to move when I went and played volleyball with you guys. I wasn't like, wasn't quick enough. wasn't reflexive enough. I was get, I was getting winded early. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I, I sweat a lot during sport, but I, I, <laughs> like the added weight yeah, was was, was That's crazy. a different topic. <laughs> well, it's actually the same topic, right? Because like, I don't want to cut ahead in the story, but if you flash forward to now, when I'm playing now at a lower weight and I spoiled the ending for you guys, <laughs> but like I'm obviously sweating a lot less like mm, I'm a lot oh, drier really right now. really because yeah. um, I'm not I'd, carrying, hope, I'd hope so because I'm not I'm not carrying a lot of extra weight right yeah. and I know I kind of jumped ahead in the story <laughs> I blame you for that <laughs> but essentially what I did at the turn of the year and I, I know New Year's resolutions are kind of kind of iffy I mean you shouldn't really wait for the turn of a year yeah. to like change your life but I, I, I did basically um, changed the diet up altogether. So I eliminated all all or, or most refined sugars, um, most grain products, and so no bread uh, or, or, or bread variants, pasta, yeah. rice. Rice is a particularly difficult one as well because mm-hmm. I know you guys grew up in a Chinese household and rice is like your staple and noodles are your staple. But That's right. yeah. um, my background is Guyanese <clears throat> and it's actually not too far off from that kind of like rice is not just an Asian thing, right? It's like yeah, everywhere, yeah. right? Yeah. So every or like six, five, six days a week, it was all rice growing up, and so I had to kind of learn to live without that. So do you guys have peas in your rice? Not all the time. These <laughs> <laughs> all generalizations. I do, although I do love my my rice and peas yeah. when I go eat like jerk chicken or something. Yeah. Um, but it was eliminating all of that. I used to love like a glass of orange juice, yeah. like as part of a healthy day. Yeah. I think that was one of the big myths that I had to like look at and say, wait a minute. Yeah. Right. How sweet is this shit that I'm drinking right now? Right. It's super extra sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I had to learn is that there's no such thing as a good sugar and a bad sugar. Sugar is sugar. 
right? Yeah, your body can't tell if it's good or bad. If it comes from a fruit or it comes yeah. from like a box, right? You can't tell. That, that's oh, really? what I think a lot of people don't realize. It's just, I think that's part of like how, you know, like big, big food companies, right? That, kudos to their marketing team to be able to kind of, you know, split that, you know, idea that there's good sugar, there's bad sugar. Your body is, you know, indiscriminatory. It's just got to take it in as sugar. Right. And I think, you know, you've got the fruit sugar. Um, people are saying, well, what about fruits? Well, same thing. Sugar is sugar, right? I mean, yeah. if you're consuming a lot of fruit, you're consuming a lot of sugar, it's going to spike your blood sugar. Um, not as fast as some of these crazy, like, candy bars or other processed foods that yeah. have, like, high saturated fat and right. high sugar content. But even honey, like, what, what about honey? Right, same same business. It's all same sugar. Right. Yeah. It's all and, the same thing. Yeah, and like granola bars, like right. you know, people. Yeah. Sorry, know, producer Nick. Yeah, <laughs> and, love your granola bars. And, you know, I, I and I love I love my granola bars, yeah. but um, sometimes I just ignore like the sugar content, like the sugar amount, uh, a level in, in the granola bar. But but you know, sometimes when I really looked at it from before, you know, you're talking about like 15 grams, like a bar, and, and that's. Yeah. That's a lot, you know. Yeah. yeah. One of those things is like, you know, not to shit on all this food. I mean, if you're out like doing something or you're doing like strenuous work or something, it's, it's not the worst thing to do to have one granola right. bar once yeah. in a while, and, right? And and I w- like, and I definitely was not trying to say like granola bars are bad for you. There's 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 actually a lot of good ones out there. You know, it, it contains you know uh, nuts. You know, for you know for the protein and. And other good, nice, like grains, like chia seeds or things like that, right? That's still good for you. Um, but, uh, but again, like you said, like, you know. Right. And, and back to, I guess, where I, where I left off. Like, I think they, or the scientists or whoever was, was paid to say this, uh, they're talking about how, you know, most of obesity, um, heart disease, and diabetes is caused by, like, a sedentary lifestyle, for example. Um, that's part of it, but I found that the most revolutionary change that I could make was in my diet. So when I cut out you know, all the sugars, so no pop, no juice, no pasta, bread, less rice, less potatoes, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, focused more on eating uh, whole fruits, whole sorry, whole vegetables, uh, some fruits like avocados. Yeah. Um, I never gave up meat. Um, I ate, still ate eggs. Yeah. Um, Dude, eggs are amazing. <laughs> it's almost the perfect food, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's very nutrient-rich. It has good fat in it. Um, basically, I didn't have to suffer. There's some things where I had to make substitutions. Like, now my dinner plate is has one less piece in it. How am I going to fill that dinner plate with something that won't make me fat? More meat. Right? Right. More meat or more <laughs> vegetables or something of the sort. Right. So, I mean, it was a little tough at the beginning. I got actually got sick right away. Like, mm-hmm. I got... Sick, from, probably from not eating. It's from the rice and pasta. I guess it's from the change in diet. It was a dramatic change. So really? I got sick within the first week. Like yeah, when you, you know, say like, it's like um, sugar is a drug, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe you were weaning off of it because you cut away cold turkey on, right. on the sugar, right? It's almost like heroin. Heroin addicts are like, you can get passive. You can get through seventy-two hours without mm-hmm. getting your next hit on heroin. Yeah. But you get that heroin flu. It's like you can either just like, you know, take the heroin and know that you're going to fight off that flu or you accept that you're going to get sick for a little bit for your body to kind of reset itself yeah. to, uh, 
you know, and that's probably what you were probably feeling. Yeah, I, I think so. Like, when you said you got sick, like, what do you mean by that? It was like a, it was a cold. Oh, right really? Away. Yeah. Wow. It was like a cold. Wow. Um, but it was rather odd, like, and it, it actually passed rather quickly. Mm-hmm. So I think it was just my body kind of readjusting to uh, its new conditions. Right. Um, it's not like I was I was eating a lot of sweets or anything, but I mean, again, thinking I'm eating healthy when really I'm not. I guess that difference is everything. Yeah, that's that probably sucks a lot because you know when when I talk to people about you know what I change in terms of what I eat, and then they're like, yeah, well, I eat a healthy, you know, my what I eat normally is a healthy diet anyway, so I don't have to worry about it, but. I hate to go on and preach at other people and tell them, no, what you're eating is not healthy. Because everyone says, oh, you're Asian, you eat rice. You know, that's, there's hardly any, you know, in terms of like relativity, there's not as many fat Asian people as there are, say, like, you know, Western people, like uh, white people. Right. But I think, as you know, if you move on, if you actually take a closer look into it, the data does show like, you know, diabetes is on the rise with for Asian populations, and a lot of people are saying that you know, you know, they're pushing the blame on meat introduction there. But when you actually look at it, meat consumption has actually gone down over time. And I think it's really just the Western diet that is spreading across the globe that is making things difficult on all these populations who never had that issue with obesity, heart disease, and diabetes, mm-hmm. and now they're really faced with that. I think about uh, on the last point that you mentioned on meat consumption. When you think about meat consumption here in Canada or in the U.S., you think about you know the, first, the Native people, the First Nations people. The First Nations people eat a lot of meat. They hunt for their meat. Yeah. Um, they they catch a lot of meat, um, but they never used to have this problem with obesity, uh, heart disease, and diabetes until you know right. maybe the turn of the century or two hundred years ago, and then that. You flash forward to today, I think there's something like 50% of adults in that population are now diabetic. Yeah. Which yeah. is uh, astounding. There was a analysis um, a while, like way back when the British Empire had basically a reach across the entire globe and with a lot of indigenous people, right? Mm-hmm. So for them, they actually sent out a notice to all the colonial doctors to take note of like um, the indigenous population to see what their stats are in terms of uh, diabetes, heart heart disease and such they noticed that prior to the introduction of uh, the British way of life like in terms of the food and the access to sugar Mm -hmm. sugar was uh, like one of the most expensive commodity back in the day because it took a lot for you know for anyone to produce the sugar but nowadays it's like we take it for granted because it's so easily available right but back in the day it's it's hard to get that so when these indigenous people are introduced to sugar they can actually say the population that had more contact with the western civilization they do notice that you know significant weight gain uh chronic disease such as like diabetes or heart disease actually do kick in and I think that's probably like a once-in-a-lifetime study in terms of the transition from an indige- indigenous population over to a westernized civilization. That's probably like the only time you're going to be able to see this kind of you know, case study, right? Right. Hmm, I'll trade you two pounds of sugar for that little fur. <laughs> right. And it goes even further than that because you look at these empires who were 
in this sugar trade, how do you think they were able to uh, harvest and produce that sugar, right? The sugar industry drove the slave trade as well. Like they grab these these people from Africa, yep. bring them over to the Caribbean, mm-hmm. right? You know, you know, sugar. You can get sugar from sugar cane. Yep. Right. Yep. They brought these people over, put them on these these islands, right? And they're there just to like harvest the sugar. Yeah. So I'm just saying that the sugar, the, the, evil, <laughs> the evilness of sugar got, got no bounds. No, it's true. I mean, really, when you look at it, empires were built on sugar. Right. That's really where it, what it is, because there's wars that's been fought over it. If you look back at Canadian history, like um, you got the French Empire that was out here trying to colonize the New World, and everything that they ever fought for was just basically a plantation for them to grow more sugarcane and produce more sugar. Yeah, and cane sugar is, is actually really good, by the way. What are you? Who are you? Who's paying you paying you off? But so let's Oh the you just want me to go back to the story. Yeah, let's go back to your story. Yeah. All right. I think we kinda of digress a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So I mean there's not too much more for me to add really. I start with that change in guys more or less. I mean, the occasional day I would, you know, eat whatever. I'm out yeah. with friends or whatever, just I didn't give up like alcohol, right? <laughs> yeah. So I, I made some sacrifices in some places. Yeah. In other areas, I just decided, okay, well, this is going to be my sugar intake, right? Not that I really measured my macro levels, my macronutrient levels. I just kind of ballparked it. Yeah. For other people, I think they have to be more hardcore and serious on their uh, macro levels, uh, especially if they want to lose a, a lot of weight. I figured I would just wing it and see how, how it went. Yeah. Um, end result is um, very quickly after that period, I was down over 25 pounds. So I was down to maybe about 175, right? I'm, I'm still around that same level. So um, I'm, it's more my sustaining level where yeah. I don't think I'm going to dip too much lower than that. Right. Um, and the end result, I feel great. No more needing to like nap in the afternoons. I, have, I don't feel wild swings in energy levels anymore. Yeah, like right, I feel... Right more or less constant throughout the day. Um, able to move a lot easier. Uh, less sweating. I'm not sweating <laughs> profusely, like at, at, at kind of mm-hmm. less movements. Mm-hmm. So it's, mm-hmm. it's actually worked out quite quite well for me. Yeah, no, I mean, that's probably one thing that I want to do. Cut out, like, I do my best in my sober state. But, you know, once I tap that bong, it's, you know, free for all. Because my house is packed with nothing but you know, chocolate and, you know, candy. So my yeah. significant other is seriously, you know, trying to put booby traps all over for me. <laughs> uh, throwing me off here, but, uh, yeah, I agree. Like, once you make that change, it seems like a lot. Well, actually, once you're aware of the amount of sugar that's in everywhere, I know a lot of you listeners out there know that I'm known as, like, the ketchup king. Like, I'll have fries with my ketchup, not the other way around. So, you know, making that transition away from sugar, one of the f- items that I had to quit was um, ketchup because the amount of sugar that's in there, that's added in there. Oh, is, wow. So you, it's crazy. Yeah, so you're no, you're no longer the ketchup king then. Yeah, back like, <laughs> You got dethroned. Well, you know, they, they actually do make low sugar ketchup. Come on, get out of here. I want to eat the real stuff. I actually <laughs> bought it at one point. And I, I, you, you, can't, it you, out, right? you can't find it everywhere. No. 
I didn't really, I mean, I'm not the ketchup king. I didn't really know the <laughs> difference. So, I mean. It's probably like those H.A. Cafe way to water down the ketchup. Um, are we calling out that conspiracy? <laughs> I've seen uh, organic ketchup before, but again, I don't know the difference. Yeah. Like, I can't say because I'm not going to go on and try ketchup again now. Um, well, I'm not, if I have a hot dog downtown, I'm going to put ketchup on it. Come right, on. Right, you, can't, right. you can't cut out everything completely. Yeah. It's impossible. It's probably better that you don't. And you don't want to classify those days as cheat days. Like, once you say, oh, you know, it's cheat day, you're just going to go ham on it. Yeah. And, you know, that's probably the worst case scenario. Like, sometimes, like, like what Andrew said... You can't get away from not eating this certain type of food because it's everywhere. Especially if you want to have a social life. You're going to go out. You're going to hang out. You're going to get hungry. You're going to eat. So, I mean, what, what's your take on your sugar? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, in terms of sugar, to be honest with you guys, I, I never really uh, looked at sugar. That, that wasn't really a, a triggering point for me. I don't, I actually don't like candy too much I, I i can only handle small amounts of candy and then I'm, I'm good for like the day yeah so uh what but what really triggered it? i mean i had a similar story like like andrew and uh you know believe it or not like when i near near end of, of uh when i finished uh university and, and when i and then i started working i peaked at like 182 pounds that and is for, heavy for your frame, buddy. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm like five seven Asian guy, and for me to get one eighty two was like wow. And and you know, basically my diet at that time, you know, I thought I was eating healthy because I I was incorporating vegetables and fruits into my diet. That the thing I did wrong was was portion. I my portions were huge, like basically two handfuls would be like the size of my plate all the time and I would actually eat six meals a day because I'm actually trying to get like bigger but but more muscular I was I was working out but I thought at that time my mentality was okay I have to feed that muscle and I have to keep eating continue eating but I ate till I was stuck right like like kind of like you know go to a buffet and you know like think imagine that like every meal every day so I was averaging gaining one pound a week. I was step on the scale every 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 week. I you know at the gym, and you know I thought it was great. Yeah, you thought you were making gains. I, I was like, exactly. Yeah. That's right. I'm making gains, and you know my 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 weights are getting heavier. You know my benches are are, are going up. And then it was not until my buddy was like, he's like, dude, you're you're getting fat, man. <laughs> and I was like, what? You know. Growing up, I never heard that. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always been a small guy. You know, uh, if anything, I heard I was way too skinny, right? And when I heard that, I was like, "Wow, that's that really hit me. It, it really hit me hard." Um, and uh, and and funny enough, you know, you know, actually, I just want I just want to pedal back a bit too. I was actually happy when I when I graduated to like a medium sized T shirt. I was like, wow, I actually got away from the small. <laughs> yeah. I'm a medium now. 
like actually like yeah. wow that's that's great welcome to the most common yeah. size of shirt yeah <laughs> so like, suddenly your available shirts went right. down dude right. I always wonder how the fuck did I get away with wearing large in high school yeah. that's just like <laughs> wearing a pillowcase yeah. <laughs> I can't even wear a large right now I think yeah. that was the style back then because I used to I used to wear a large yeah. then I was yeah. like a skeleton in high school so. I agree yeah. I agree and uh, yeah and I was the same way and uh, you know back to uh Back to back to the weight thing, you know, you know, uh, you know. I just realized, man, I had a lot of fat in my body, in my thighs, in my back, you know, my belly, my shoulders, just everywhere. And because I went up a jean size too, yeah. And uh, well, you have to change sizes. a whole wardrobe. That's I pretty much had to get. I pretty much had to get rid of all my wardrobe at that time, and invest in in smaller size wardrobe. Yeah. Um, but I did that a few times because actually I went from 182, now I'm 145, right? So, and, and, and. Dude, bro, wait, wait. Come again? Right. I'm, I <laughs> wait, went from what? 182, I went down to 145 within a period, I would probably say like a year, year and a half. So, so, so what did I do? Um, uh, the big thing, you know, I was reading men's health magazines, reading a ton of articles. Uh, now on how to try to get lean, right? Yeah. So the biggest thing I did, you know, without getting into all the details, is uh, is portion. You know, what is a portion, right? A portion is actually just the size of your palm. That's one portion. So, so you're supposed to have one portion every meal. Um, and 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 that's what I did. And also on top of, in addition. I had more meals in a day, right? So I had about, I think, you know, I read an article told me about 68 meals a day, have, you know, one portion, and essentially what that does, it, it uh, increases your metabolism, and you essentially burn the fat, right? And that's exactly what happened to me. That's an interesting concept, yeah. I think, because, I mean, I'm glad it worked for you. Yeah. But from what I've heard, actually, and you're, you're, you were more into like a calories in, calories out kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. You were trying to, to uh, moderate the amount of calories that you were consuming at one given point in time. Yeah, right. without, without knowing the calorie count. I right. actually, yeah. it was just, it was yeah. just literally what you, see, yeah. what, what you see in your bowl. It was, yeah, it was a rule of thumb. Yeah, yeah. what you see in your bowl is what you eat. Because I think there's a lot of conflicting science out there. Um, from what I've seen out there um, and what I've listened to in my circles, is more like you should eat less times a day. Mm -hmm. You should give your your uh, digestion and your digestive system a chance to just chill out and rest. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, part of that is maybe having maybe two big meals in a day. Right. Uh, and that's it. Right. And also um, having a portion of the day where you don't eat anything. So right. like an intermittent fasting kind of thing where you only eat during a certain window. Uh, some people have it as a uh, eight or ten hour window, mm -hmm. and then you don't eat uh, anything, or you only drink water during that other point of time. Yeah, that's right. Actually, and that's interesting that you brought that up because my I was talking to my cousin, and he recently just started that diet himself. Mm -hmm. You know, he, and he's a small guy, like just like me. He's not he's not looking to to lose weight, but his whole uh, mentality or, or what he has been taught. In terms of why he's eating like that, you know, this guy eats one big meal a day, but he'll just drink, drink tea the rest of the day, water, things like that, right? 
So his 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 thing was, you know, you eat one big meal, right? And you know, your body will, you know, digest that one big meal, but you allow your body to digest the entire meal. Mm-hmm. So without without putting more layers of food on top of the food you had a few hours ago and four hours ago, five hours ago. So you're you're essentially cleansing your body mm-hmm. every single time you you allow your body to or you you allow yourself to not eat again within mm-hmm. that day, I guess. Yeah. And what are the results that he achieved with that? Yeah, he he feels better. I mean, uh, he had just started, so I probably not uh, uh, a major change just yet. But talk to your but, family, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Family first. It's family, yeah. it's family day today. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I was just called. I just talked to him on my way here, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> so so you know he you know I guess it, it works for him because. He's a busy guy. He he, yeah. he works around the clock, and um, he doesn't. I, I don't know. I'm not. I don't want to speak on behalf of him, but but he doesn't have the time to put food together. Like think about it, six to eight meals a day. Yeah. Like I I myself have to prep a lot to to maintain that that steady that steady uh, uh, I guess income of food. Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but. You know, it, you know. It seems like he's he he wants to be healthier, so that is, that's one path he decided to take. So so, and I'm sure you know a lot, a lot of listeners out there are, are, are you know maybe wondering what what path they should take too. So so yeah, I think it's more like <clears throat> the whole intermittent fasting. I got into this one a bit later after starting with like cutting out you know, sugar and such, right? So this one, I've been, uh, I guess one of our, the guys that we play hockey with, Andrew and I, um, he's on, on, he's been on this for the last maybe three, four years, I say. And I noticed that there was a drastic change in his body size. He used to be a bigger guy. And then it was just like over, you know, half a year because we have a break in between our seasons. And next thing I knew, I saw him. I'm like, "Holy cow! This is like a completely different guy." This person, his name starts with a J. Yeah, with a All J. Right. Okay, so, you're talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah. He he got me into this deep, uh, you know, dive into this topic, right? Because I kind of just started off with like Mark Saison's, uh, you know, Primal Blueprint, just for athletic reasons, right? Just uh, not really caring too much about you know the overall health, but really my. Uh, you know, athletic endeavors that I wanted to achieve. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's what I read, and I started going in there, and he just kept on pushing, not pushing, but he kind of introduced me to other, you know, well-known, you know, scientists or nutritionists that are talking about, a lot of people call this like bro science or new science, but it makes a lot of sense just because the one thing about science is it's, you know, you're right until proven wrong, right? Mm-hmm. That's the whole concept of it. Like, everybody needs, all scientists should be attacking their own, you know, ideas to make sure that it's bulletproof. Mm-hmm. A lot of times with, like, like nutrition, you know, scientists get this, they're set in a way, mm-hmm. and they don't want to test it out. It's like, if you attack their idea, they'll always tell you it's, no, that's mm-hmm. incorrect. Um, there's multiple cases, right? Like, sugar is a good, good one. Yeah. Yeah. More recently, it's like uh, eggs. 
for the last like what fifty years, people are saying don't eat the egg yolk, don't eat too much, too much egg yolk because right. it's gonna she, drive your cholesterol. You're gonna have a heart attack. That's right. Mm-hmm. I heard that too. But like, I'm not sure if a lot of people realize that they actually backtracked, like maybe a year or two ago, and they say like, no, you know what? Actually, the yolk is very healthy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's right. So. Yeah, you, uh, you raised a good point about all these scientists and nutritionists. And I'm sure you've, you've um, listened and read to some of the same material, or most of the same material I have. You know, uh, experts like Gary Tobbs, um, Rob Wolf, talking about back in the day, uh, 1950s, 1960s, and the 70s, um, how this nutritionists or groups of nutritionists were starting to put together the links between um, sugar, spiking your insulin levels, and causing your body to store more fat. I guess that's the basic science yeah. um, behind it. Um, so well, the science is like basically calorie in, calorie out. If you have too much calorie, uh, your body, natural instinct of your body is to hold on to it because over, you know, I don't know how many thousands of years that we've been around, or even like if you look at any other species, like animal species, you can tell like if you feed them a lot, they're all going to gain weight. It's the same idea because your body is really smart. It's all about survival, right? If you have a lot of calories in and you're not expensing it, your body's thinking, oh, I better save this guy, save this calorie. But it's, it's not just about any calories though. It's about the specific macronutrients. Yeah. Right. When you talk about, um, your, your blood glucose levels yeah. and the fact that certain types of food spike that those levels so much like the can of pop for example would spike it so much your body doesn't know what to do with that rush of, of glucose in the blood so it spikes in, <coughs> spikes insulin levels and causes your body to store more of it that's like basic science so I know calories in calories out has been one of the things that they've been trumpeting um, yeah. uh, for the last you know, 50 or 60 years or whatever, but mm. there's some truth to it, but that doesn't tell the whole, the whole story. And nutritionists back in the fifties and the sixties, um, they were zeroing in on the fact that sugar was causing, you know, heart disease, diabetes yeah. and obesity. And then the sugar industry had another group of nutritionists who they paid to switch the blame onto saturated fat. So, when you look at then the change in food manufacturing over that period of time, how they started to now switch to labeling saturated fat as evil, yeah. right? And then soon after, they started to realize when you are now pushing out these foods labeled as fat-free, mm-hmm. like fat-free yogurt, fat-free whatever Oreo cookies or whatever mm-hmm. they're trying to, to push on you, mm-hmm. when you remove the fat from something, how do you think it tastes? Yeah. Right? It tastes horrible. Mm-hmm. Right? So what do you do to mask that horrible taste? You up the sugar content in that food. Mm-hmm. So because they buried that evidence, they paid off those nutritionists to bury that evidence. Gotcha. And then they kind of pushed the industry into this fat free. They boosted their own profits, I guess, off of that sugar industry mm-hmm. by having more sugar in the food. Right. And it people were not better off as a result of that change. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Now, yeah, you, you bring up a good point, and I've been reading this book, The Big Fat, Big Fat Surprise. I'll include it in our description in the link below because I think it's surprising in terms of the amount of, you know, research that's been done in the past and just the way that when we read a simple website that might say, oh, fat leads to health disease or heart disease, uh, 
the issue is it's like there's a fine line on everything. It's for us common folks, you know, I, I guess we're slightly not above that only because we've, you know, proactively went and did more reading and kind of educated ourselves in terms of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not experts at it, but at the same time, you, you can tell, you, know, you can read about certain types of research that they're talking about. The thing is, it's like a lot of these nutritional scientists, they don't get a lot of funding. And a lot of these research that comes out saying like saturated fat's bad for you. And, you know, you should switch over to, say, like, uh, vegetable oil or, you know, soy oil or soybean oil. Mm-hmm. Um, the actual association with, like, soybeans, they're the one funding these researchers. And, you know, as a researcher, you're not going to go back and let them and tell them, hey, you know what? I did all my research. Turns out your oil is actually not better than, say, what butter or what the previous, like, uh, traditional oil sources, right? Mm-hmm. Or fat source. Mm-hmm. So that's where it's kind of it gets murky, right? Because a lot of people go by, oh, I read this, and yeah, it's it's peer reviewed. But mm-hmm. the problem is, it's like a vacuum, right? Because when you look into like uh, what's the American Heart Association, a lot of the scientists there are all in the group think they're they're trying to push this agenda, and unless you know you read into it and you learn and educate yourself in it, you don't know, and you're just gonna take it by. Uh, you know, whatever they tell you, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, that we can go on forever with all these different topics. Mm-hmm. Like I think today, being with fasting and sugar, it's a good good start. Yeah, right. Yeah. And actually, I I I wouldn't you know if it's okay with you guys, I wouldn't mind uh, kind of turning the conversation around because I know we've been talking a lot about you know um, uh, perhaps all these uh, sugar and fats. And, and what they actually do to our bodies and what, and what diseases they create, like diabetes, uh, you know, high blood sugar, uh, or high blood pressure, low blood pressure, yeah. uh, things like that. You know, let's, let's uh, you know, if it's okay with you guys, can we get our, give our listeners some, some, some input on, on what they can eat to, to, to counter these diseases, if they already have these diseases? See, the thing is, it's like, it's a slow build, right? Um, you don't, a lot of people are saying in the next 25 to 50 years, the biggest issue with our health system is dealing with diabetes. Yeah. It's, that's the number one concern. And it actually costs the system a lot, right? Because think about all the insulin that you have to deal with and, you know, just getting checkups and such. Uh, I get what you're saying and what's the substitute. Yeah. I think the number one thing is cut back on your sugar intake one good way is to you gotta be honest with yourself that's the first thing which is basically track what you're eating like do it for a week like don't you know do what you regularly do don't even think that you're gonna try and eat healthy right Mm -hmm. just to see once you put a pen on paper you're gonna see and notice wow okay so i do end up drinking two coffees and my two coffees have double double or you know on a weekend i'm drinking a large bubble tea or you know over time, you're eating a lot of fruit. So maybe, like, again, like what Andrew said earlier, sugar is the same in the body. I'm not going to demonize fruit because I love fruit too. And that's mm-hmm. one. It's a healthy alternative. It's there's, got a good source of fiber, right? Yeah, there's yeah. fiber. There's additional yeah. stuff that's not vitamins, just sugar. Yeah. Vitamins, right? Yeah, right. Um, but at the same time, there are some typical fruit that are some type of fruits that are 
higher in sugar content just because that's the way that it's been kind of bred mm-hmm. uh, versus like uh, other fruits that are that will give you like sugar yeah. and give you a good mix of everything like vitamins and it's better right because I love Ontario peaches like come end of summer that's like my favorite thing to eat and yeah. I'm not going to give it up because that's the only one time I eat it, yeah, right? Peach right. season is the great season. Yeah. Peach is good. I, I, I grew up, wow, that, that was but my favorite. But it's so sweet, though. Yeah. It is, yeah. So it's been bred that way. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I'll indulge in it. I won't, you know, go too crazy. So I'm trying to eat local, which is basically what can be, you know, like Ontario peaches, which is kind of in season during end of August, early September, and it's a small window. Mm-hmm. So during that time, I'll eat peaches. Right. You know, but... Um, in terms of like trying to suggest a way to change your diet, I think that's one of the best ways instead of going cold turkey on everything. Yeah, yeah just totally. be able to go back and look at seven days. Like, oh, this is what I've eaten, and this yeah. is what you know. Can I cut this part here? How hard will it be? It wouldn't yeah. be as hard as it seems when you're thinking about it. Everything's yeah. harder when you're just thinking about it yeah. versus actually seeing it on paper. Yeah, yeah, and like what you just said about tracking, you know, exactly what you eat. You know, I see. I've seen worksheets out there. You know, I, I've even done it myself before, and you literally you list everything you eat every single day, um, and then it, it really gives you a nice visual of like you know, you, and you to tell yourself, "Holy crap! Like, wow, I've been eating way too much sugar or way too much carbs. Mm-hmm. I can probably cut back down on this." And then, and then that way you can kind of reassess your your, your eating habits and. Yeah. Uh, uh, re re uh, rewire your your kind of brain but, or stomach. <laughs> but to your point, yeah. before Andrew goes on, uh, uh, takes over. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of food, that I've been eating a lot more. I say cheese, like good cheese. We're not talking about like you know what's those, a, those slices, the craft cheese or whatever. Yeah, those right. slices where you like put it out in the sun all day. Yeah, it doesn't change shape and mold will not attach itself to it. Yeah, yeah exactly. that, that's probably <laughs> not natural. That's not the cheese I'm talking. I'm talking about like good. You know, artisan cheese going on. Um, so I'm really into this whole higher fat diet that I'm doing or food source that I'm intaking. Again, that that can be a separate topic. But right now, you know, I find switching out my sugary drinks, that's probably one of the harder ones in terms of at nighttime when you want something other than water. Mm-hmm. Um, a good way is to make, you know, infused water, right? So lemon, yeah. some lemon, yeah. rosemary. Or milk, right? Like, that's what I'll drink, or, you know, sometimes tea. But I bought you that infuser. Oh, shit, that was you. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, that was actually <laughs> great. Actually, yeah. that yeah. infuser <laughs> spawned off another person follower, which is Michael. Oh, okay. So he went, and he's like, yo, this thing's amazing. The strawberry, you know, juice, or yeah, the yeah. strawberry water. I'm yeah. like, yeah, and he ended up buying one himself. I, I feel like our ultimate project, if we were to take on a project over the years, and it would be a difficult project to take on, to convert Michael. Oh, that guy is a sugar cake. Listeners don't know Michael, and I know we bring up a lot of names and don't don't introduce yeah. like that concept. But he's the sugar king. That man will eat an entire bar of fudge. <laughs> like a good picture is like when we had Secret Santa. The person bought him like the giant Toblerone bar. That's how much he loves sugar. Yes. He ate that whole thing by himself. He didn't even share it. Oh man. <laughs> Man, is it a giant one? Or it's the... a meter, man. <laughs> oh, the dimensions geez. are all exactly the same. It's proportionate. Yeah. So it's if it's a meter long, imagine wow. how much chocolate you're eating. Wow. Shout out to Michael. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I, I think um, 
part of what I do now is having that grocery store discipline. Um, not going to that grocery store hungry and not, not giving in to all these like super cheap prices. Yeah. Like sometimes you just, you just wonder like, why are they giving this, practically giving this stuff away? Mm-hmm. Right. All of this, these, these uh, salty snacks, uh, the carb, the carb laden snacks, the sweet stuff. Um, orange juice is on sale all the time. Like, how are they giving this stuff away? Do you find that like one of the harder things to do? Because you know, money money is a big concern in terms of changing the way you eat. Right? It's gonna to eat healthy. It's gonna cost you more. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a temptation that's hard to fight. Right? Like even food court, or if you're going out to eat, sometimes yeah. you're like looking at the prices. Yeah. Do I really want to pay thirty dollars for this freshy salad? Or do I want to pay, you know, three dollars for this hamburger? Right? Yeah. yeah. That that that's the really the difference. <laughs> and I think part of the thing that I try is I try not to buy too many things that come in a box mm-hmm. yeah. that you freeze and you have to like reheat and stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, buy Whole Foods. I'm not just saying shop at Whole Foods, <laughs> but buy Whole Foods. Buy like avocados, buy carrots and broccoli and kale. Yeah. And all that, and yeah. just make sure you recognize what's on your on your plate every day. Um, I know some of my, I, I bring my food to work almost every day on the occasion, uh, especially when the expense account comes out, I'll, uh, I'll eat lunch with my coworkers, but they look at my plate sometimes, sometimes I, I, I go, um, a little bit more extravagant, like I'll have my, my salmon or whatever, and it'll look like, like a fancy meal. Uh, most days it looks like totally boring. Like I'll have my broccoli and carrots and I'll have maybe some kale salad or whatever, and I'll have like the protein. Or an mm-hmm. avocado, yeah. and like everything looks super boring, mm-hmm. right? But I'm I'm content with what's there, right? Mm-hmm. I know everything that's on the plate, yeah. more or less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know you know when Lincoln said that uh, you know yeah going healthy yeah it could it could get expensive and, and yeah there's definitely some truth to that. But um, I mean if you just want to focus on maybe just buying vegetables or or you know some fruits to start. I mean, yeah, you don't have to go organic right away, or because that's where you're really you're really forking up uh, a premium yeah. uh, on your on your uh, at the grocery store. So, but you know, just buying the kale, the bunch of kale, you know, the, a bunch of carrots, uh, lettuce, avocado, like yeah. that. That to me, it's it's very uh, little versus if you were to buy the frozen boxes of. Uh, of hamburgers or right. things like that, or right? Pizza pop, yeah, pizza pockets, pizza pockets right? Oh, my, my teen, I haven't had that in a while. My teenage right? life force, yeah. right? Yeah, or even you know, <laughs> or, or buying a steak or you know buying meat. Or you, I'm not saying like go vegetarian, but I'm just saying uh, it, it doesn't have to break the bank, right? right? Yeah. So they're practically yeah. throwing this stuff at you. Yeah. At the same time, they're not yeah. advertising you yeah. as such. Yeah, but like a stock of celery. Like it's not much, mm-hmm. or a head of lettuce, mm-hmm. or some spinach, yeah. broccoli. They're, they're practically throwing it at you at a grocery store. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. problem is though, I mean, those are off to the side, kind of like mm-hmm. hidden. Yeah, on that's the right. Side, but that's then right. the display case at the end of the aisle are pushing all of that sugary bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And you got like St. Louis, like yeah. that passion flake. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you can tell what I'm missing. Yeah. yeah and you know, and and you know. If you know, I can we we can go a little bit deeper and, and say like you know you don't have to shop at you know Whole Foods like Andrew said uh, even the superstore I find it's a little bit bit much nowadays you know I, I go to either No Frills you can go to Freshco yeah. uh, Fruit Basic or even you know the the, the the international Chinese grocery store down the street which is actually the cheapest oh, yeah. because you know depending on what area you live in 
it it would it mostly caters to yeah. uh, the community, right? Mm-hmm. So so will they sponsor us? <laughs> See, that's the thing, though. Like, I mean, that's another. You you can run off a whole podcast about oh, like, yeah. food prices, oh, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, last last summer, I we basically went and joined a CSA. I don't know what the acronym is, but uh, basically it's like uh, local farmers. You kind of sign up as a member. Yeah. So every single week you just still bring, there's a meeting point and you pick up your groceries. Okay. Yeah. I've heard of that. So it, it's a little pricier, but at the same time, you know, the money's going towards, you know, hardworking, honest people that's yeah. actually working the land yeah. and that actually cares about it. The one of the big thing is like monocropping that, you know, I've been reading up on and it's it's kind of crazy because the amount of nutrients that like say like wheat and grain takes from the to soil is mm-hmm. ridiculous because if you keep taking all that nutrients eventually there's nothing for it to give and right. that's one of the big things that I've, I've realized like it's great that we have all this access to all this like food yeah. you know like uh, lettuce year round or fruits year round mm-hmm. but at the same time you know I'm kind of being more cognizant in terms of like where does my food come from yeah because really, at the end of the day, you, you want to make sure that they don't overproduce stuff, especially with produce. If they don't sell it, they end up tossing it. Yeah. That's one of like the, the worst points of this mm-hmm. whole legal system and right. the way that corporations want to make sure they don't they protect themselves mm-hmm. against any liability. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is, is to throw away food, perfectly yeah. fine food. Yeah. There shouldn't be even any starvation if you consider the fact that we've managed to cheat the system. like. The system being Nate Mother Nature itself, mm-hmm. we're not waiting for it to grow. We're forcing it to grow and right. produce, yeah. but yet we still talk about all these people, you know, starving across the world or you know shelters that are low on food, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just again, it's a completely different topic, but in a sense, like what I want to get to is, yeah, just eating, even practicing eating what's local, right? For yes. us in Ontario, we're luckily we have four seasons, right? You know, we get different you know, types of vegetation, you know, I can start off early in the season, it's really just leafy greens, mm-hmm. and then it moves on to more plants like tomatoes, mm-hmm. you know, and then it goes into winter, you receive a lot more squash. Again, like I said, it costs a lot of money just to eat healthy, but at yeah. the same time, just to be responsible yeah. in yeah. what you do and what you consume, that's one thing to consider too. Yeah, absolutely, and then, you know, and yeah, you're right. We, we do live in a you know beautiful country that that does supply you know a lot of great fu- uh, foods um, uh, naturally. But uh, I, I I do get a little jealous though when I when I hear uh, people that come from back from California and, and there's like grapefruits trees just growing in in the public and you can just pluck it and, and eat it like lemon trees, you know, orange trees. Like like man, that that's insane. But they they do have a obviously. Uh, they don't have harsh, wildfire. Yeah, they don't, yeah, they have <laughs> harsh winters. That, California that we get. is is a, is a is a discussion all on its own. Yeah, 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 yeah. That place is a desert. Right. There's no way any of that stuff should be there. <laughs> and in fact, they've had like crazy droughts. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, right they right. they waste so much water there. Right. 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 Yeah. And you know, uh, they've had a lot of droughts, a lot of wildfires. Yeah. Right. Like someone is trying to tell them. This place is not meant to be. Yeah. Dude, like yeah. Saudi Arabia or even Las Vegas. When I was driving through Las Vegas, 
There were palm trees in the middle of fucking desert. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how do you have green grass? I'm right. out here. I'm dying. Right. I'm right. in the car. I like blast that AC on. Yeah. Uh, our friend Chill City was uh, too cheap to buy some water. He's like, I'll get some water from you when I need it. I'm like, no. When we're stuck in the desert and we're fucking <laughs> thirsted, I'm gonna need that two liter of water myself. Yeah. <laughs> You can go out and run into that sprinkler system and suck on that sprinkler, but so so majority of the uh, moral of that story: don't go in the desert with Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, um, yeah, I mean, you're right. Where where does all the water come from? And it's funny because you know you hear about California almonds, right? And and during that drought season, yeah. I noticed yeah. California almonds hiked up their price. Yeah, like it was insane. It was probably like at least uh, time uh, one and a half times yeah like two times the price that actually right? makes a lot of sense yeah because a uh, little known fact it actually takes four gallons of water to produce one almond one yeah. almond yeah heard of that right yeah. it's it's insane it's insane it's, that, yeah, is, it's, that is it's, yeah that is not sustainable oh yeah. yeah i go to bulk barn and i go pick up nuts i'm like shit this is expensive yeah to be honest bulk barn is very expensive yeah fuck i, I thought i was doing myself a favor dude. Go head headed to your groceries, your Chinese, your nearest Chinese grocery store. Is it that? Same Am I even store? eating nuts? There's honestly, I, I don't know what deal the Chinese have with <laughs> with importing, but they are getting nuts at such a low rate, and well, they're they're selling it back to us at such a low rate. You know, I'm like I'm finding almonds for like six ninety nine a pound, walnuts Shit, for like, like eight ninety nine. Three dollars. That cheaper. is a Amazing deal, you know, and 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 you know, I know this. I used to work at Walmart. Yeah, yeah. I knew what prices they used to sell, you know, uh, uh, ten years ago, and it was like six ninety nine ten years ago. Yeah. Nowadays, you're paying maybe over ten dollars a pound for for a pound of almonds. Yeah, and like I said, I don't know where, like, <laughs> I don't know how they can keep the price so low, or maybe. I don't know how that has to do with quality of, or, or not, but I mean, if it comes from the same box, same supplier, then I mean, you know. So you're telling us now if you disappear after this episode, the bulk burn people have got you. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need yes. to bring you back on yeah, to so talk about these bulk barn conspiracies because I'm, I'm super interested. That, that, that could be a definitely a different topic because I was, I was a star boy, so I knew, I knew a little bit more. We don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah. Ball Farm will be we'll be hearing from them after this. Yeah, yeah. It was actually you know what? Let's talk about ball farm. Funny enough. Maybe uh, you should stop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean I am not gonna tell you where which location I worked at. But um, you know uh, you know, a lot of you know, that's kind of where I got a lot of my knowledge from in, in terms of uh, Is it the customers? No, no. Like just, just basically, just really, you know, reading up on on all the on on what's in, like what it's offered in the store, right? You know, you go to Baltimore when you're a kid, you just go straight to the the chips and the candy section yeah. or the chocolates. You don't you don't take the time to look around to see what is actually on the shelves, right? So so you know, being an employee there, you know, you kind of you know you take the time, you actually you ask yourself what. What is this stuff? You know, what does it actually do for you? That Baltimore actually does. I'm not promoting Baltimore anyway, but <laughs> they actually have like uh, little little sheets of, of uh, like uh, tidbits in every single item, mm-hmm. and they'll mm-hmm. tell you, you know, uh, nutritional facts or, or why is it good for you and stuff like that. So, so you know, a lot of the 
the stuff I eat nowadays, like the chia seed, the hemp seeds, you know, California almonds, uh, the goji berries, that all started from working at Bullpark, nice. right? And, and, and as I, you know, we, you know, as I dive deeper into, into, uh, you know, what I eat, I don't know if we have time for that, but, but no, that, good. that is a, that could just be a whole slew of a, 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 another topic, yeah. right? I Fun mean, fact is, I'm all about the environment right now. Yeah. Bulk barn allows you to bring in your own jars. Right. So anyway, it's like, right. bro. Actually, yeah, you told me that yeah. about yeah. the other day. I was pretty excited about that. Yeah. This was random, actually, that's pretty fact. cool. And, 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 and working at Bulk barn back in the day, I actually had no idea about that. No, I think okay. it's just recent. It's new. It's, oh, it's, it's new? Been okay, in the okay. last two or three years. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. I like how we're now, we, we were first started by like shitting on them, and now we're gradually getting back in bulk barn. <laughs> so, bulk barn overlords, please forgive us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, bulk barn is this, yeah, like, 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 you know, it is environmentally friendly. Like, the fact that, you know, they just have, like, yeah, they have plastic bags here. I guess you're not paying for the packaging. You're not paying for any fancy marketing yeah. uh, that you're getting from, from other companies, right. other suppliers, right? So, uh, and I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, going into, again, how, why, why I eat what I eat now and, and why are there certain things I take, you know, I, I went through different phases of nutrition. You know, my first phase was the the weight thing right mm -hmm. um, but then i went through a phase where i had full-blown acne on my face and then uh, uh full-blown allergy during during allergy season and you know which was caused by other stuff but uh but the fact is that triggered me to learn more about uh, uh nutrition and and, and how and how important it is when uh, the things you eat and the things you put in your body, right? So, uh, so in terms of uh, you know the, the the whole acne thing, um, you know, at the time I was just I was just dating my girlfriend, and uh, and like really, you don't want to have acne when you you just started dating a girl, <laughs> especially when you didn't have much. Yeah. You, and I was I was twenty. Four twenty-five, right? right? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm beyond the the high yeah. school like, uh, like puberty stage of, of, of getting your your. Acne, Whenever someone right? mentions acne, right. I always think back to that commercial on YTV back in the day, when that guy was on TV and he was saying, "People say I ate too many chocolate bars and I don't, <laughs> and I don't wash my face." <laughs> and then like they did a new commercial where he came out at the end and his face is all clear. I'm like, holy shit. It's amazing. <laughs> what did he use? Because I remember having, buying, I had acne as well. And that's the Oxy, 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 Clearasil. That shit didn't yeah. work. Proactive or whatever. That shit never worked. That thing yeah. dries out your skin, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah, to the point where it's flaking in the yeah. sun. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, go on. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> side, so, side note. <laughs> so, I mean, I got my acne from the, the environment I was working in. I was actually working in a. Bulk bar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like the damn, it, those food were dirty in the airborne, <laughs> dirty from the, from, the, from the floor. But but I was working in a um, in a in a recycling plant, a tire recycling plant. Oh shit! And actually being on the floor, um, and and me already having oily skin, and I guess you know sensitive. I don't know if I have sensitive skin or not, but but definitely when you introduce 
uh, uh, dirty um, airborne particles to your pores, mm -hmm. you know, it just happened three months after I started. Yeah. And, and bam, I, I had, like, just, I noticed more acne. And then, boom, this full-blown to a point where I couldn't even control it. Mm -hmm. Right? Shit. The thing is, what you're saying right now, I, like, read actually today about, like, airborne particles, right? Right. One of the things is, like, fast food chains. Yeah. When they change um, the oil source that they use to, you know, deep fry their stuff. Right. It's actually known that, I'm not sure because you worked at McDonald's before, Andrew. Yeah. So... It's like when we change the oil. <laughs> See, that's the thing. They're saying like with the with the oil that they use, if they overheat it, like if they set the heat set in too high, mm -hmm. it's actually worse. There's actually like the particles that's airborne, so you're breathing that thing in, and it's it's horrible for you because like when it's, you set the heat too high on the. On the on the oil. On the oil. And then it creates airborne yeah. particles. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Yeah. So. It, okay. Because, like, imagine you have a smoking point on, yeah. on oil, right, yeah. when you're frying stuff. Yeah. Imagine you're on a deep fryer, yeah. and that mist is coming up. That's yeah. basically airborne on you right yeah, now. Yeah, I, mm. I can believe that. It's like, you know, like like hot water evaporating. Exactly. Right? It's like maybe, right. yeah, yeah, along those lines. So they're saying, like, at the bottom of the deep fryer, yeah. they, there's actually, like, a film of stuff. Imagine, like, when you have dry paint. Yeah. And, or not dry, like semi-dry, and you can peel off that paint, mm -hmm. it's close to that texture that's actually at the bottom of, mm -hmm. like, the deep fryer. Yeah. And then, actually, if you go along the wall, it's so hard for it to clean out. Yeah. So I'm, like, wondering, like, as a teenage kid, if you're working there, you're freaking hovering over, well, you shouldn't yeah. be hovering over the, the fryer, yeah. but, like, just working in that environment is oh, probably yeah. horrible for you. And oh, I imagine, yeah. like, acne people breaking out there too dude i it was it was, it was it was wild i mean i mean knowing you know having acne when i was in high school like yeah that's one thing but when you're in your 20s your mid-20s right when you thought you, you were in the clear mm -hmm. yeah, right. <laughs> and it comes back the worst you've ever had it before right mm -hmm. and um did you quit that job i did i did i, I quit specifically yeah. for that reason you should have sued them <laughs> <laughs> Note to self, don't buy a house near a tire burning plant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, you know, and along with acne, I actually developed allergies. Hmm. So, so, and, and I'll get into, I'll get into how, uh, uh, about that in, in a bit, but, but just so you guys know, I don't have allergies anymore. Yeah. So, so, uh, okay, so let's, let's talk about what did I really do? What, you know, how much money did I spend, you know? on my research or, or to really try trial and error on like on no all money because you went to the library with a library card yeah. <laughs> oh well I'm actually talking about <laughs> the products I bought oh okay okay gotcha got I thought you were talking about like, this is field yeah. research field yeah, research yeah, okay. field research yeah 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 so yeah not sponsored just out of my out of pocket <laughs> so so you know I spent ton of money just just Again, you know, doing your research from the internet or whatever, and you're, you're going out there to shop at Drug Mart anywhere, buying products, you're buying your Neutrogena, you're, you're buying your, you know, the Octopad, you're yeah. buying the Proactives and things like that. Uh, you know, not to say that that stuff doesn't work. Um, it, it, it may have worked for me, like maybe the first, uh, you know, two weeks, one month, but over time I felt like my, my body was just getting 
either uh, so used to that chemical and yeah. it, 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 and then the, the acne from underneath my skin maybe just overpowered. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just maybe just talking on my ass right now. But, <laughs> but um, you know, I found that I, I, I needed a solution that was really going to work. Okay, so so uh, by the end of it, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge believer in, in, in taking stuff that is natural. Yeah. I, I don't. I, if I can avoid the chemicals, if I can avoid all that stuff, I will. So, but but to be uh, be honest with you, I I, I ended up having to uh, succumb to to uh, antibiotics. Yeah, I, I it got to the point where I there was nothing I could have done. Uh, I was I was trying to eat healthier, uh, taking everything on the on the shelf, and it didn't work. So I ended up taking an antibiotic, which which ended up just killing. The bacteria inside my body, whether that's good bacteria or bad bacteria, it just yeah. killed it. It neutralized it, and and it, and then for like you know a couple of weeks after I, I started taking it, uh, surprisingly, like it just it just my acne just disappeared. I just had scars right. left over, right? Right. So now, uh, so so that was one thing. But now I'm deciding, well, shit, I I want to get off this antibiotic now because. I've been taking it for so long, and I, I, I just rather not live on off, off this for the rest of my life, right? So, so now that's when I really dived into nutrition. That's when I really started, you know, pick up the books, reading, uh, started reading articles after article after article, and really the the, the major thing I really found um, that that really helped with the acne is is really. Uh, cleansing your body and, and and body more specifically your liver your liver is the body's filtration system is, is the, the, the easiest way to think yep. about it and if your liver is not clean that means you know the foods you're eating they're not getting filtered properly the, the bad bacteria the, the the chemicals the the pesticides or whatever they're not getting filtered properly and they and they will just come up on your skin right so so that was my big focus. Uh, I won't really get into the foods now. Maybe that could be a different podcast. Yeah. Um, but that, that was the big thing. Um, and, and, you know, and, and to do that, maybe I'll just say, like, you know, drinking teas helps, you know, mm-hmm. and, and eating healthy helps. Eating your vegetables, uh, not eating uh, uh, fried foods, like deep yeah. fried stuff, fast food, <laughs> uh, microwave stuff, frozen foods. So just try to avoid all that in general, and and I, I even started trying different things. Like, do I maybe maybe I I thought to myself uh, I was allergic to uh, or gluten was causing all this stuff because I, I read articles yeah. where they they, they had they had a now. they had a link between gluten and acne. Yeah. So I cut uh, uh, I guess gluten bread for a while. And I started eating gluten free stuff. Yeah. You know, for a while, uh, stuff it, you know didn't taste the greatest because it was all frozen and. You know, I think I found one brand that was nice, but but that was it, right? But um, uh, so that was uh really quick. That 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 really helped me solve my acne issue. Um, now getting to the uh, the allergy issue. You know, I was allergic to um, uh, the 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 seasonal allergies, so ragweeds, dust, stuff like that. And that all came up while working at this place, and you know, growing up. Not having allergies. I don't know if you guys had had allergies growing up, or if you still have. I'm allergies. lucky to not have it, yeah, or have any allergies, so yeah. I don't know, you know, the feeling, the, the feeling, yeah. 
what you guys went through or yeah, whoever's Paul. out there to high allergies, just Paul. Just yeah. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so so for, for the other listeners out there that don't have allergies, like that's great. Because it's it's really it's it's not fun. It's it's you know, from 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 growing up not having allergies to having allergies, it was like I, I was dependent on reactant. So I now would have to go to. Dude, you're all uh, you're all drugged up, man. Yeah, you're yeah you're all drugged up. More drugs that I'd rather not take. Yeah. Right. So, so, so that was a big thing for me. Not, you know, just trying to take myself off the drugs, the the on the shelf drugs. <laughs> yeah. And and, you know, even my dad, he he was reading stuff because you know my parents were concerned, like what the hell's going on, and you know. Did your parents ever read into? stories about like hair loss because my mom went all in oh yeah started looking up all these stuff and they're like they she's like oh maybe you should try this like new yeah. test out and then p mom like hell no <laughs> they they um i think yeah my i think my dad my dad's bald so uh he he they did do some research i think they used like some uh hair horse horse hair Shampoo or something? Dude, I don't for the longest time, I had like my mom's like coconut. You know why? This is gonna sound racist, but they said brown people love coconut. They're hairy as fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is like, that's that's hilarious. hilarious. That's hilarious. And I thought brown people like, like, like turmeric or like. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. end up getting like coconut shampoo. And yeah. So, I mean, that, you know what? That can be a whole different topic yeah, because I, I, I can I can speak for that and you know I'm not I'm not I'm not afraid to say it. like I'm, I'm losing my hair but but uh, you know I'm, I yeah. look like you, you Diesel, came home just, man just an Asian Asian, Asian body <laughs> so you got one so, guy walking around smelling like a pina colada yeah. <laughs> what about you yeah. <laughs> so I mean yeah um, but yeah definitely with the hair loss thing that that you know you can easily try to or you, you read articles and they there's there there could be link to, to food too and, and nutrition. Actually, a couple of the listeners uh, went and sent me a link saying how McDonald's fries will cure uh, male pattern baldness. I'm like, that is complete bullshit. First of all, you're just killing me. <laughs> but yeah, apparently I, I should look into that a little bit more. Wow, that's funny. So, do you look into the eating the fries? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Not after reading the article, but not article, reading about how yeah. the oil is all. Yeah. That's like cutting off one arm to save the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. So, and then uh, I guess, you know, back to the allergy thing. Uh, the big thing I, you know, fortunately, I came across this article and I think it was introduced by, I can't remember if I searched for it or, or introduced by, by a gentleman named David Wolf. David Wolf is a huge nutrition guy yeah actually uh, learned sounds familiar yeah he has curly hair mustache no i think i read Sergio, but i've read him before <laughs> i read him before yeah, so, <laughs> sounds so i don't know if he's jewish or not but i'm just, I'm just making a making curly a hair <laughs> wow. so so uh this podcast just got dark yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh actually so what did I find? I found this one. Uh, I don't know if you really consider, but it's more like a it's a plant based um, vegetable or whatever. It's it's uh, uh, it was it was first introduced to me as blue green algae, so something you get from the sea. But really, I guess another 
uh, form of it is called spirulina. Spirulina is more, I think it's more marketed in, in, in the health food stores. Mm. You know, there's even a whole aisle on, on spirulina, right? Now, why is that, why is that, uh, what makes it good? Um, you know, I guess spirulina is known, I'm trying to think what it's known for. It's um, known for, uh, oh yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's a vegetable protein. Uh, I think, I believe it's about 70% vegetable protein and it has a very high concentration of, of nutrients. And what's actually really cool about it is that it's, it's easily absorbed by the body, right? Mm. So and and you know and that could spray into a different body because yeah. you know yeah. how bioavailability yeah exactly yes. right so I mean now the big thing the big kicker that, that I found with blue green algae or, or spirulina is that I read this one paragraph or this one sentence and it said it cures allergies or it aids with allergies mm. so so I I you know. I told myself, yeah, let's give it a try. I, I bought it. So do you have to like it. constantly eat it, or? Yeah, you know what? I I, I ate it, and I, I actually introduced it into my into my morning like kind of protein shake. You know, uh, there's there's some that are flavored, some that don't doesn't really taste like anything, and some that taste bad. But you know, sometimes bad things are good for you. Like yeah. if they taste bad, they chances are they may be good for you. <laughs> um. Maybe maybe maybe. When it comes to like healthy stuff, anyway. so. I mean, um, so I started taking it, you know, a little, little teaspoon a day, every day. And, and, you know, I, I, I went through my first entire year taking it and in my next season, I slightly noticed a, a smaller, like a, a reduced amount in my, in my allergy. Like, I, I guess I wouldn't get the phlegm anymore mm-hmm. in my throat, but then I, I continued to take it cause I just, you know, I really want to, I was just trying to really believe that this, that this was going to work. The second season, I essentially had like ten times less of a reaction to to the seasonal allergy, and then my third year, like nothing, and then fourth year, and now till till now. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about I'm talking about four years ago is when I, I cured myself of, of of having allergy, and it feels great. I I actually recommend it to to a lot of people. Um, some people that that may not know what spirulina is, they they might be kind of like on the fence about it. You really have to you really have to commit to it. That and that's what it is. Um, you you can't just take it for one month, two months, three months. You really have to have that. You need to need that long term commitment to to overcome. Um, what I overcame. So are you are you still taking it to this day? I'm actually am. I'm, and <clears throat> would you ever consider not taking it and seeing what happens? Um, you know what, I've there's been days where I haven't taken it. There's been probably weeks if I travel. So you're like, saying like it's a daily thing that you have to take? You know what, I can't. I'm not. I'm not saying that if I stop taking it, that my allergies will come back. Yeah. Um, but but I'm I'm actually just continuing to take it, just for an overall. Uh, uh, overall health, right? Uh-huh. You know the fact that <clears throat> has over sixty-five, uh, you know, types of nutrients. I'm not going to name them all, but yeah. why not? Uh, <laughs> we, we got spell time. We got time. <laughs> you can well, spell it out, and then they can do their research. Yeah. And yeah. Well, I thing. mean, I mean, one, I don't know every single ingredient yeah. or nutrient that it comes by. I mean, I can I can just imagine that you know you're going to get your vitamin Bs, you're going to get your vitamin E's. 
Um, that's what this thing, this right? whole podcast is right? about, just you, to jumpstart people. Yeah, in that's the right. right. That's right. That's right. And and uh, you know, uh, probably uh, you know, probably gives you uh, antioxidants as well. And, and what and what is antioxidants? That is just things that essentially cleanses your body that yeah. you introduce to to. I did read before, antioxidants good if you don't have cancer, but if you have cancer, probably shouldn't take antioxidants. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's, it, it's a lot, it's complicated, right? Like, again, right. like the human body is complicated. We're trying to break down one, one factor right. in like, what, in a million factors that we intake every single day. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But uh, I think this is a good place to stop. Or, yeah. You know, yeah. I think this has been probably one of our best discussions we've had yeah, yeah i mean i, I want to thank you guys for inviting me that's that was like you know i mean even for me that was very educational from from you guys uh, uh, on your perspective on things. it's different i guess yeah. like because we normally hang out you know after volleyball at a bar you know to sense different you yeah. know versus here you're, you're actually having this kind of conversation that's not liquored up yeah. Uh, not yelling over each other. Yeah. Wait, uh, speak for yourself. Man. Not, yelling, <laughs> not yelling over Norman. Uh, yeah. yeah. I hear you, Norm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty sure you're going to be back on, you know, in the future. Yeah. Again, I, like, I, yeah. We said there's like a bunch of topics that we can talk about oh, yeah, for absolutely. like a whole hour. Absolutely. Yeah. We can go on. Yeah. You're right. We can, I can keep going with, with certain, certain things. And, and uh, you know, I would love to share it with the listeners um, because. You know, at the end of it, you know, um, you know what I was always taught: like, knowledge is power. But, but it's only power, you only have that power if you really take action. So, dude, did you watch Black Panther? Because that's basically the whole storyline. Really? No, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't. Black Panther got for me. It must have. <laughs> You're like, I must watch this movie. Yeah, I, don't know why. I definitely <laughs> need to watch it. All right, bro. Appreciate right. it. Yeah. Uh, we're on iTunes and Google Play. Give us that five-star review. Subscribe. I also want to give a shout-out to the vending machine guy at my office who first overheard me talking about this podcast, and now he's interested in, watch, in uh, listening to it. It's ironic because you're giving him a shout-out in our, <laughs> our, like, uh, our talk about nutrition. Yeah. Right. I, don't, right. I don't know your name, um, but since you're stocking those old Henry bars in that vending machine... Might as well call you Henry. So he, shout out to Henry. He might just stock nutri- yeah. uh, nutritional yeah. bars now. I, I protein bars. <laughs> Even though you're stocking that sugary bullshit. Thank you for the uh, shout out. And uh, peace out to all our other listeners. Yeah. All right. Until next time. Bye.